0: Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Well, they lost a tough one at the SAP Center in San Jose. We'll talk about it on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks presented by Rock Auto. With amazing selection and reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade now. A reminder, you you could hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and make sure to rate 5 stars. I really appreciate it. And also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow me personally at StimpyJD. So, the Ducks played a rather rousing game for a while yesterday. And they did look good at times. They also had some pretty bad lapses in whatever that was. Let's pick things up right away in the first period where the Ducks scored pretty much right off the bat. The way this goal was set up was really crazy. It was the threes line. It was Sam Steele, Danton Heinen, Jakob Silverberg. They were driving the net in the opening minute. Sam Steele was on the left side of the goaltender and he was about to pass it back. He was about to pass it back to either Heinen or Sulferberg, which may not have been the best decision because I don't know if those guys would have gotten off a good shot. But Steele tried a back pass and it somehow ended up behind behind the goaltender, Marty Jones. How that happened, I don't know. But it went off of a San Jose Sharks defender and it was one nothing right away. I kind of felt a little bit bad for the Sharks at that point because the Sharks, they looked like they were going to skate pretty well and get off to a fast lead, but that just didn't happen. So I felt a little bad for about a second. Then I kind of laughed like, ha ha, that's such a shark's goal to give up. So it was one nothing early on. I was like, what? Really? No. So one nothing, And then everything else happened. Um, it was a horrendous blunder by the sharks. And then the Ducks allowed a rare power play goal on a perfect screen. Um, John Gibson did not know where the puck was at all. Uh, Donato was untouched in front of John Gibson. So that made it a one-to-one game at that point. Got to give credit to Logan Couture on that one. I thought he did a terrific job right there. And then it was John Leonard's season, according to Locked on Sharks. John Leonard scored. That made it two-to-one. Oh, goody gumdrops. So it's two-to-one. Then after that hilarious goal from the Ducks and that perfectly screened goal later on, it was a very weird bounce for for the Sharks. Uh, it was Kevin Lebank who had it behind the net, and he bounced it right off of John Gibson. Or as I said, that shot was Kevin Lebanked off Gibson. The Sharks now lead two to one, and I kind of loathed myself by making that pun. Oi! It, it looked it looked as bad as it sounded. So then we go later on in the game. Isaac Lundstrom he had a perfect shot. In fact, he had two perfect opportunities to put the biscuit in the basket, but he didn't get all of it. Not once, but twice. Lundestrom just missed out on scoring his third goal in three games against Vegas on Thursday night. But it was a miraculous save by Marc-Andre Fleury. It ultimately did not matter because the Ducks ended up winning that game 1-0. But it would have been nice for Lundstrom to get that third goal in three games. This could have been his third goal in four games, but he didn't get enough, and Jones just got enough to save that puck, and there were some great chances from that line. Later on, uh, Ryan Getzloff, he was in his own defensive zone and tried to pass it out to the neutral zone right in the middle. Right in the middle! But Ryan Getzloff made a crappy turnover. It was really horrendous. And that's what made it 3-1 San Jose. Yeah, I mean, Logan Couture was at the right place at the right time. How do you pass it directly to Logan Couture, who in the scoring sheet, it went unassisted. But really, the assist should have gone to Ryan Getzloff. That's how bad it was. The Ducks committed plenty of turnovers throughout the night. That's how bad it got. For what it's worth, the Comtois-Lundestrom-Raquel line did an incredible job throughout the night. They had some great shifts. They had some terrific playmaking. Some of those shots could have easily gone in. Lundestrom had a couple that could have gone in. Raquel had a couple that could have gone in. Max Comtois, I mean, he had a terrific game. In fact, Max Comtois scored a goal late in the game to make it 3-2. Max Comtois, I think, has been one of the best players for the Ducks this season. No hyperbole. That is your best line this season. The Comtois Raquel Lundestrom line. Do not break them up at all. I'll talk a little bit more about that line after the first intermission. But continuing on the game, uh, Comtois did get that goal. Kind of a weird one. So it was 3 2. But then later on, the power play was just doomed to begin with. Because Shattenkirk did not look good at all during that power play late in the game. There was a lot of pucks that ended up in the neutral zone. So Kevin Shattenkirk, he really tried too hard at a couple of spots where he tried to force the action by trying to force it right in the middle or trying to force it across the zone when there was absolutely no lane. Kevin Shattenkirk should not be making those errant passes. That's another reason why so many pucks ended up in the neutral zone or in their own defensive end during a power play. Shattenkirk is a great player, but don't force it. Wait for your moments, but move around a little bit more. Don't stay stagnant. Move around and then show some patience as far as the passing goes. So I said, maybe try Yanni Hockenpah out there. Why not? I mean, put Hockenpah out there with four forwards. That's got to work better for the power play, right? Right? I guess. And just as I said that, Shattenkirk got a penalty for hooking, which was fantastic. So... The Ducks pretty much could not do anything after that. They lost in San Jose 3-2. The reason this one is tough for Ducks fans is because they had their chances. This was a very winnable game for the Anaheim Ducks. They just could not do anything. They fell on their own sword. They were done in by bad turnovers. Horrible power play once again. It's the same story over and over and over again. This is your 2021 Ducks. The offense could be improved. The power play could be vastly improved. And the defense, oh no, the defense is just awful at times. And that was a perfect example of it. But the turnovers, the turnovers are going to be what's going to keep the Ducks up late at night. And John Gibson, at least wants that shot back, that banked off of him. So once again, the final score was 3-2 in favor of the San Jose Sharks. We're going to head into the first intermission, but first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you're a sports car driver and you have your Lamborghini, guess what? Rock Auto has the parts for you. They are family owned and operated for over two decades and they have reliably low prices. In fact, they have prices over half off from the big box retailers. So why spend more when you can go to rockauto.com? If you visit them right now, please tell them that Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. And we'll talk more about this unfortunate loss on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're still talking about last night's game between the Anaheim Ducks and the teal clad San Jose Sharks. So going into a little bit of detail here, the Ducks did play a good game. And I'm going to focus a little bit more on that line of Raquel, Comtois, and Lundestrom. They had unexpected goals. They were expected to have four goals in that line alone. When you have unexpected goals of four during a game between three guys, you know they had their chances. They could have easily scored more. Instead, the only goal ended up being for Max Comtois. But like I said, Raquel had his chances. Lundstrom had his chances. And the amount of playing time that they had, they had some very good high danger chances that just did not go in the net. Going to hockeystackcards.com, Those three were among the leaders as far as game score. Isaac Lundstrom had a 1.11 game score. Max Comtois had a 2.29 game score, and Ricard Raquel had a 2.59 game score. He, by himself, had an expected goals of one and a quarter. By himself. By himself! He could have easily gotten a goal, but that is what puck luck can do to a team. When you have some horrible puck luck, those that should have gone in just simply don't. And it's not his fault. I mean, like the saying goes, that's hockey, folks. That happens sometimes. Puck luck is a real thing. The bounces go your way. Sometimes they don't. Look at Kevin LeBanc. That shot went his way. Oh, look at that first goal of the game that the Ducks had. The very first goal. Way, 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 way back. We're talking back the first minute of the game. I mean, that was his first goal of the season. And it would take not the best of decisions for him to get his first goal of the season. I hate to say it, but it wasn't a good decision by Sam Steele. It wasn't. It really wasn't. And he somehow ends up with the goal? Sure. Okay, that's fine, I guess. Oh, but we're just getting started on that because the Ducks actually kind of outshot the Sharks. You mean they outshot the Sharks, had more attempts and more high danger chances, and still somehow lost? Yeah, again, that's hockey. Shots on goal were 27-23. Shot attempts were 61-51 in favor of Anaheim. In fact, they had a plus 12 as far as Corsi shots. But the high danger chances, 13-8 to 8, in favor of Anaheim. Guess how many of those went in? Take a, take a wild guess. How many of those high danger chances went in? Just the one, and that was technically off of an errant pass. So in reality, the Ducks had no high danger goals. Those are the breaks. Those are the breaks that happen. Most of the Sharks' shots were from that left point. In fact, they almost exclusively shot from that left point. Oh, look at the heat map. That's where the biggest red spot is, right at the point. Look where the Ducks' big blue circle is, right in the crease. So he told me that they actually played a better game, had a better offensive scheme for the most part, rather a better five-on-five scheme. Let Let me rephrase that. They played better at even strength than they did on the power play. That's just sad, folks. It's really sad. So I want to talk more about this Raquel lundestrom Comtois line. Uh, They were together for 13 minutes. They had a Corsi 4 of 19 and a Corsi against of only 7. They were a plus 12 as far as even strength Corsi, which is fantastic. That's a 73.08%. For being together for that long of time, that was very effective. Even though that line didn't score more, they really should have. Uh, they That line alone had six high danger chances in even strength. Six by themselves. Play that line a little bit more. Keep them together. Um, I hope they stick around for a while. That Raquel London from Colm line I feel is coming into its own right now. I think the one line that's been struggling the most has been the Terry Getzloff-Heinen. Yeah, getzi has been struggling a lot. Getzloff and Terry are not working together. Uh, just between the two of them, they had a Corsi 4 of 6 and a Corsi against of 14. That's a very low percent. That's hovering around the 30% range. That's not going to do it, folks. So just a couple of good takeaways from this Ducks game. The Raquel Lunds from line was a great takeaway. They were fantastic. Hockenpah had another good game. But the bad takeaways from this one was the poor power play. And John Gibson not having the best of his games. But also Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, He's not working out right now. Or there's something not right with where Shattenkirk is. Maybe it is time to break up that defensive line. And shift around the defense a little bit. See what works and what doesn't. Shaddy has had some... Bad plays, some bad turnovers. He's taken some horrible penalties. So that's something that the Ducks need to think about switching around. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission really quickly. But before we do that, we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. There's only one place that has you covered and the one place that you should trust, and that is BetOnline.ag. They have every sport there. Just because football's over doesn't mean you can't check out what they have going on for baseball. Baseball's coming back soon. You have the NBA in full swing. You have the NHL in full swing. You have a lot of prop bets. You have a lot of futures lines. Try to bet on who's going to win the Art Ross Trophy, who's going to win the Vesna, this and that. Once again, go to betonline.ag, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and once again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. We're going to have more after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez, and we haven't done this in a while, but we're going to go around the league. And Ducks fans, you got to feel a little bit better that at least you're not Maple Leafs fans because they went through it last night. This is all from last night. Chicago was up 2 to nothing and they won 3 to 2 in overtime versus the Red Wings. Then you had the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were up 3 to 1 and they lost 7 to 3 to the Hurricanes. Then you had the Vancouver Canucks. They were up 2 nothing and then lost 4 to 3 to Calgary in overtime. Talk about blowing some two-goal leads. Oh, but it gets better. Florida was up by 3 goals. They were up 4 to 1 in the second period versus Tampa Bay and then it's 5 to 4 at the end of the second period, so at least they won. The Jets were up 4 to 1 but they won 6 to 5 after Edmonton tied it at 5 to 5. So you have two goal leads that were blown, three goal leads that were blown. Oh, but it gets worse. If you're a Tampa Bay, you got to be asking yourself, "Why am I a Leafs fan?" The Leafs had a four-goal lead. They were up 5 to 1 to the Ottawa Senators, the worst team in the National Hockey League, and they blew a four-goal lead. They lost to the worst team in hockey. Five, wow, they were up 5 to 1 and they blew it 6 to 5 in overtime. In overtime, they had a chance to win it and blew it. Oy, that was as bad as it gets. I could just hear all the Leafs fans going crazy right now. We lo- Hey, it's better than losing to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for the team, right? It can't get any worse. That's almost as bad. I mean, you blow a four-goal lead to a good team, okay, that's fine, whatever. But when you blow a four-goal lead to the Ottawa Senators, the worst team in the National Hockey League, how do you think that feels? That's got to feel like crap, right? Right? Yeah, Ducks fans, you think it's bad here. It's worse everywhere else. It it can be worse. At least you didn't have that embarrassing of a loss to the Ottawa Senators this season. At least you didn't lose to a 40-year-old Samboni driver. Yeah, it could be worse. I mean, how's this for a fun stat? The Ottawa Senators are now 1-2-37-3 in games where they were losing by four or more goals. 1-2-37-3. This is the one to Tampa Bay. (laughs) Oh, that record is hilarious. They've lost 237 times. They've managed to come back three separate times from four goals down only to lose in overtime. This time they actually came back and won it in overtime. This is embarrassing, folks. This is embarrassing beyond belief. I feel bad for Toronto. Uh, This also came in the morning. This is not as funny. There was a very damning report in The Athletic this morning about the Arizona Coyotes and all the strife that they're going through. Talking about ownership, talking about the bad draft pick that they made in the fourth round on this past draft. There's a lot of damning information in there. If you haven't checked out the Athletic article, I posted a link on my personal Twitter. I have a feeling that Locked on Coyotes is going to cover it. So if you want to hear more about that... Head on over to Locked on Coyotes with your host, Rob Liano, And by the way, this is a little bit of a, I guess, a segue into what's coming up later this week on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. We are finally bringing back Hockey Jeopardy with three special guests. I have Rob Liano from Locked on Coyotes, Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils, and Jared Ellis from Locked on Hurricanes. Be sure to check that out Once again, that is tomorrow. We're raising money for a good cause. In fact, it's going to be for Hockey in Harlem. It is one of Willie O'Ree's favorite charities. So we're raising money for that. Definitely check out Locked on Hockey Jeopardy tomorrow. It's been a long time since I've done it. Cannot wait to have those three guys on tomorrow's podcast. So definitely, definitely check it out. Tell all your friends that Hockey Jeopardy is back ...on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Thursday is going to be a Locked On Goals show as we cover San Diego every Thursday on this very podcast. And hoping to have a special guest for that one, we will see. And then Friday is Mailbag Day, where you guys ask questions and I answer them as best as possible. Friday night will be a review of the previous night's game against Minnesota for a short bit. And then Mailbag Segment. So I'm going to ask you right now, email those questions at lockedonanaheimducks@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please ask any questions, if they're Ducks related, if they're prospects related, even if they're just hockey related, I'll try to answer those as best as possible. They don't even have to be about hockey, they could be about any other sport. It could be baseball, basketball, you know, ask me a sports question, or if you're feeling really bold and silly, just ask me like any old general question And I'll try to answer it on the air. So once again, I look forward to reading your emails. It was great hearing from some of you last time. Hope to hear from some of you again. With that, we're going to close out today's show. And hopefully you guys have subscribed already. Once again, tomorrow is Hockey Jeopardy. Tell all your friends about it. It's going to be a fantastic episode. You can hear this podcast and any previous podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, don't forget to check out some of the other fantastic programming on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NHL Fantasy. For those of you that are fantasy hockey players, go ahead and check that one out. Locked On Fantasy Hockey is hosted by fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen. He gives you the tips, insights, and analysis For season-long, Dynasty, DFS leagues, all of that stuff. So head on over to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Also, also, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Twitter, at LO underscore Ducks. Personal Twitter, at StimpyJD. So thank you all once again. It is greatly appreciated. Stay safe out there for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez reminding you to please stay safe out there, wear a mask, practice social distancing. Please be kind to one another and ducks fly together.